is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So we have to admit that there was us thinking involved. Uh, the end of the day, examination of the day, it was a good way to recognition of the old taught uh, his first group of men, if you will, to, uh, to, to look at the end of the day. So Augustine talked about the end of the day, not as a time to say that I have sinned, I have sinned, I have sinned, as the only part of the world, but also how did my day go? How was my day, how did my day go with God? So, Anyway, so we should think about these things. The virtue is a habit and a firm disposition. Another key word is disposition. There's a little story in one of these books about, about the parable of the 20, 20 bill bill. Two guys go to the office off, off time, you know, outside of normal work time. And they're uh, <coughs> times. Let's uh, just say it's a weekend, okay? And uh, for whatever reason. And uh, they walk past somebody's desk, and the first guy walked by the desk and sees the $20 bill man here, so he's, you know, yeah, I don't think I'd do it, but you know, it would be a $20 bill play with it. And he looks at that and he knows, well, he must go to around and take that. This guy would never know, he probably doesn't even know he left it there. He goes through all this emotion, all this thinking, all this, and examining the final, final, this is, you know. It doesn't take any on the way it goes. Another guy comes in, goes right in, coffee, sees the dog, you know, just sees everything around him, sees the toilet bill, bill, keeps going, goes to the copper, does what he has to do, goes about his business, you know. So which man is disposed to virtue? Yeah, as he goes to the with the guy is just by, by just being who he is. Twenty dollar bill and something else is dead. We Then the thought doesn't occur to him to take it. The other thought struggle with it. So he has a lot of work to do. And, and uh, 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 so it's considered that the other man is a man of virtue, but we should certainly not that example. Plus, you're a good example, but anyway, I read that this morning from the end of the morning. <coughs> so it is, as I said, Gregory of Nice of this. Uh, of Nisina, N-Y-S-S-A, who was uh, born in 335 and died in 394, one of the church fathers, wrote a lot of stuff about a lot of things, you know, the church and wife and the church and, and so forth. He said the goal of the virtuous life is to become like God. But then he said, you know, you just must become like Christ, who is God. But you know, it's just the goal of the the goal of the virtuous life, which we're called to, you know. So the human virtues uh, are firm attitudes, stable dispositions, habitual perfections of the intellect and will that govern our actions, order our passions, and guide our conduct according to reason and faith. You know, the one thought that came to my mind last night when I was getting ready for this was, you know, we ask uh, maybe church leaders, for example, uh, priests, uh, just as an example, uh, uh, questions that may come to mind. Uh, maybe thinking uh, about something that we could maybe look up here, even. But you know, our first reaction is just to talk about it. And it may even be, if you know the answer, but for some reason you're in a forum, and I was, I was in this forum one time, 
with Deacon Kennedy's uh, and Deacons, and uh, uh, this subject was baptism, and we were, you know, Protestants, priests, and questions come to mind. An area of baptism that is confusing if you don't make it clear, and I do the baptism class here, and I do this, and at this point, for the clear, is that when it comes to, for example, uh, sponsors, uh, God bears, uh, can you have two of the same sex, you know, like two women versus a man and a woman. And I, I, the particular individual that I addressed, I was shocked when he said, yeah, because you can't. But I didn't ask the question to trick him, ask the question for the body, because these men were either in formation, would be baptizing, and, you know, it's a whole thing about and I thought it would be a good question to clarify. My expectation was that this person would say, <coughs> an authority would say, hey, uh, no, uh, you can't do that. And, you know, the canon says da da da. And that's why I do. So I'm, I'm saying to you, okay, all men are seeking virtue. If you ask somebody a question that's a very that's a critical point, I don't mean to be a critical answer for you, be careful. Be careful. Who, and it's not so much who you ask, because you ask somebody you trust, obviously. Be careful that you don't accept everything that's said to you. Mm-hmm. You need to be led of faith, seeking understanding, not only by asking questions of, of uh, uh, deacons, priests, bishops, or whatever, whoever you do, even spiritual practice, but men of faith who will take the information you explore it, and be satisfied that you really know. Many, many people were put right down the wrong pathway regarding uh, you know, the uh, use of the reproductive uh, or, uh, you know, uh, I know, I know uh, at least one woman who went from priest to priest and she got a priest to tell her it was okay to uh, uh, use the pill. So again, we're seeking understanding, we want, you know, so we, <coughs> the human virtues that we have, and I don't have time to go through all of them uh, too, too, too much, but, but basically uh, the hinges and the human virtues are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Prudence, I'll just say quickly, uh, let me take a minute on these. Prudence is a virtue that disposes us to practical reason, to discern the true good in every circumstance choose the right means of seeing it. The prudent man looks where he's going. That's from the Proverbs. You know, there's a lot of little quotes that you have I would suggest you can take some time yourself and look, look over these. Uh, the prudent man determines and directs his conduct in accordance with with the proper judgment. Judgment was conscious. Now we say, well, you've got to go with your conscience. You have to go with your conscience. There's absolutely no question about that. But if you've got an erroneous conscience, you know, you need to, you need, you need to be formed your conscience, you know. What is the church's teaching on whatever it is that's going on in your head, for example? And again, you could, you could start by talking to somebody about it. But you need to look into the deeper. And the Catechism is a key. It's a beautiful gift from the Church of, of a compendium of, 
all his teachings and, 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 and the changing of cultures and so forth within that frame, you know, over the last 2,000 years. So, we need to be men of, of prudence. Not men who are fearful or timid or, you know, or, or you know, double talk out both sides of our life. We've got to be direct and act. Justice is a model which insists in the constant firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. Justice towards God is called the virtue of religion. Justice towards men disposes one to respect the rights of each and to establish in human relationships the harmony that promotes equity. We forgot, excuse me, God tells us to call it Okay, Now here's, here's, here's an example of justice from Scripture from Leviticus. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great for the rules of authority. But in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. So your right righteousness and your right relationship with God and our, you know, and understanding the teachings of the church and so forth, you know, we should treat everybody. That's where this equality really comes in, you know. Versus uh, uh, some of the some of the definitions of equality. Masters treat your slaves justly and fairly and know that you have a master in heaven. That was during the time of Britain. That's from Colossians. In those days, you know, uh, slaves were still, uh, slavery was still a problem, if you will. And it's solitude. The moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constance, constancy in the spirit. Always seeking the good. Always seeking the good. Seeing the good in someone that that you maybe even find yourselves thinking about judging, you know, why can't you see their actions of this way or that way, but looking for the good that people should fool you know, rather than looking at their, their uh, uh, adversary of the world. And, uh, you know, simple you know, thing to say is to remember always this Lord is my strength, you know, He is my strength in my soul. Temperance, the moral virtue that, that moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in use of created goods. You know? Somebody who weighs 350 pounds says that you know they have a value, they value temperance. You know, I, I, I assume they're not. They, they probably eat too much, you know. And they, they, just talking in general terms, there's situations that may be outside of what I'm saying. But, you know, somebody said, you know, I'm not really into small temperance. You know, they weigh 350 pounds and the normal weight should be something like 150. You know, something wrong with the value versus the, versus the action of that. Again, I just, that came to my mind when I was uh, thinking about this uh, very yesterday. There's a quotation here from St. Augustine that I close with. See, to do well is nothing other than to love God with all one's heart, with all one's soul, and with all one's efforts. Okay, that, what, that. Love is, it comes about that love is kept whole and corrupt through temperance. No misfortune can disturb it. This is what it obeys only God, and this is justice. And it is careful and discerning things, so as not to be surprised by deceit or trickery. 
this is Prince. Also, the voice spirit there. 